Greetings, brothers and sisters. I'm Pastor Keith, and welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Passion. Today's episode is titled, Whose Advice Are You Listening To? Today's episode is titled, Whose Advice Are You Listening To? People are always looking and searching for answers they already have. People always tend to look and search outside uh, for answers they already have internally. They seek advice from someone other than the source. People tend to listen to any and everything that other people have to say rather than the one who has all the answers. Answers are a dime a dozen and there is no shortage of people willing to share their limited knowledge. So today I want to talk to you about seeking answers that you already have and looking for advice that you've already heard. Today's episode is titled, Whose Advice Are You Listening To? I'll be right back. fix get rich quick microwave society we live in everybody wants answers everybody's searching for and seeking answers people are seeking answers from a variety of of methods and and a variety of means and even those who don't have the answers are still willing to give them people look to those who are up high and they listen to those who are even on the down low. And they are looking wherever they see someone with something because they think they have all the answers. People even look to talk show hosts. But if you look into, look into their lives, you would quickly find that the lives they live is far from the advice they give. The society we live in has found itself caught up in the trends of 
social media and search engines. And people tend to believe any and everything they see on television. And that has resulted in the internet and smartphones and other devices like uh, tablets becoming the source of their information. Many have replaced the Bible, which is God's living and breathing, cut you going and coming, able to separate bone from marrow. Word became flesh, highest and holy word with things, a myriad of things that cannot, will not, could not, or will ever measure up. Electronic devices are simply dead things that do nothing without your input. Uh, but the Word of God is the Word of God. It is alive and living and breathing, and it can do something with you or without you. Scientists speculate, they guess, and they even outright lie, uh, saying that they're giving you a glimpse into our future or look into uh, the depths of outer space, uh, knowing that they have no power to do that, and knowing that they cannot do what it is that they say because they have not been given the authority to do so. So they keep you buying in, they give you bits and tidbits of information to keep you buying in so that you will keep coming back for more. Again, today's lesson, today's topic is uh, the message is all about whose advice are you listening to? Brothers and sisters, when scientists are able to uh, create a new sun and put it up in orbit and then create a planet on top of that and put it up in orbit uh, and then make the new, make a new uh, galaxy full of stars and, and other planets and other Milky Ways, then and only then will I, me, uh, Pastor Keith, will, will ever take notice of what they are saying or will I ever listen or hear what they are saying. Scientists are all about theories and speculation and the one thing that is true is the Word of God and nothing that I have ever heard from any scientist on this planet. I've always questioned, from the day I entered school, I've always questioned uh, the very things that are in the history book, and we know that the very first chapter of the history book uh, is a lie, uh, because Columbus did not discover America. Uh, there were already people living here. So every other chapter after that I've always questioned, especially when it comes to science. But scientists are not alone in giving out bad information. There are even some in the pulpits around in churches around this country who are feeding people, hungry people uh, who are already malnourished, they're feeding them vegetable based sermons based on theory and speculation rather than fact. They base their sermons on theories and speculations and, and what's inside of them rather what's in the Word of God. And today's message is about whose advice are you listening to? Very few people seem to want uh, sin is sin and you need to cut that mess out type of sermons anymore. See, we've become too concerned with hurting folks' feelings and stepping on somebody's toes uh, rather than preaching and teaching that which is from 
the Word of God, the realness, the raw, and the reality of the Word of God. But you cannot teach realness and you cannot preach realness until you have reached realness. We need to teach real life issues that can be answered uh, directly from the Word of God rather than, uh, which doesn't require, by the way, performance in the pulpit. See, we've come to a place in this society where uh, we no longer call on mama and daddy and grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles, uh, knowing, even knowing that they've lived through eons of oppression and slavery and survived. They've been in and out of every kind of relationship and survived. And they've even gone through this and gone through that and survived. But we don't call on them for advice anymore. Few of us call on uh, the elders in the church for advice anymore. We would rather get it from uh, outside sources such as social media and online and Facebook and Twitter and these uh, all these kinds of different things. And the one thing that I know uh, for certain is that the Word of God is the Word of God. See, our elders got knocked down and they got back up. They were put in chains and then they were set free. Some of them even picked cotton in the sweltering heat and they survived it all. But instead of going to them for advice, we'd rather look to other people who have absolutely no idea how to answer the questions that we seek answers to. Uh, but we will ignore our elders who are sitting right up in the churches waiting uh, to be asked uh, to share their wisdom and knowledge with us. Our elders are sitting in churches all over the country waiting to share the advice uh, on the spice of life, the advice of life uh, that they have been through and lived through and survived through for decades and centuries. Uh, they're waiting for us to come to them with the questions because they do have some of the answers. They've lived lives uh, seeing almost everything under the sun and we still ignore the wisdom that they have been given through ageless and time-tested experiences. Instead, we'd rather look to the news and television and uh, people in the limelight and in the media and even social media uh, to replace what we deep down know in the depths of our soul as being real and as coming from our elders and their experiences and coming from our ancestors and their experiences and most importantly coming from the Word of God. We would rather replace the Word of God with those things that we see that we know are not real and we need to get back to the basics because it is destroying us as a society. To many people, reality is no longer reality unless it is a scripted, watered-down version uh, fed to us via this medium called television. To many people, reality is no longer reality unless it is full of hype and we know from the Word of God that none of that is real. We now live in a world where people are taking advice from what my wife calls light switch Christians, meaning they turn their light on to go to church and then turn it off when they leave. We now live in a world where we seek advice from people who are who we know are nothing more than uh, open and even some closet racists who hate you because of your color and or your culture. We now live in a world where baby mama drama is played out 
in scripts on television sets and all over social media. And we continue to look toward uh, those television channels and those television scripts and those television sets instead of telling that baby mama and that baby's daddy to keep their business behind closed doors and get their house in order. See, people want to watch it because they want to judge it, uh, but they would run and hide if they saw their own mess and issues up on that television screen. We live in a world where people tend to gravitate toward what they think is the in crowd. People tend to want to keep up with the Joneses and they tend to want to be seen. They tend to want to keep it fresh and cool and hip and happening and, and up on it. Uh, and again, they want to be cool, uh, but you cannot be cool without Christ because he is the creation and the definition of being cool. In today's society, we tend to want to hold on to everything we hear. But if you listen to the wisdom of our elders, they will tell you, boy, stop listening to everything. Or girl, you need to go sit, go sit down somewhere because you need to stop listening to everything you hear. And those same elders will tell you the same thing about what you watch and what you see. They will tell you, boy, you better go sit down somewhere because that, that mess that you're watching on television does not pay your bills and it will not feed you and get you in to heaven. Brothers and sisters, what we need is to get back to the basics of what Jesus taught us and what he shared with us and shares with us through the wisdom of our elders. Growing up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s on the south side of Chicago in the Inglewood community uh, were guns, uh, drugs, uh, jail, and, and uh, all sorts of things were all a part of life. But my elders would always tell me three things, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. My elders would always tell me to see no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil. And they knew exactly what it was that they were talking about. Some things are just plain old common sense, ABC123, basic common sense, and that's why we need to get back to the basics. Today's message is titled, Whose Advice Are You Listening To? Whose Advice Are You Listening To? See, because of reality TV and social media and all other kinds of media and even the internet, Jesus is the last person that people look to for advice. The words, what would Jesus do, has become a novelty rather than a necessity. And in today's world, people go online and post their problem and wait for someone else to answer it rather than going to the one who has all the answers to all the problems. That's why I find it amazing when people who have been single all their lives uh, try and give relationship advice to people who have been married all their lives. And I find it amazing when people who have been uh, divorced multiple times because of multiple failed marriages uh, try to give relationship advice to people who have been married uh, a long time. And I especially find it amazing when people who have been broke all their lives and 
everybody and their family and their family tree has been broke all their lives. Try and give financial advice uh, to those who are already wealthy and have found their way out of the generational curse of poverty. But whose advice are you listening to? Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He has all the answers to every problem we could ever face. So why would we look anywhere or to anyone else for advice? It's because we've been taught the wrong thing most of our lives. And when you do start to wake up and your eyes start to open, and Jesus is right there in front of you, uh, waiting with open arms all along, then and only then will you begin to discover uh, the advice and the advice giver. And the sad truth is that if Jesus were here on earth and he had a reality show, that even he would have to fight to keep up his ratings because no one would watch it. They would continue to seek after advice from everyone else who they think is up high and even those who are down low and everybody who has a name that can be easily recognized in anyone's home. And see, again, as I said earlier, if you simply look into the lives of those people who are in the limelight, you will find that the advice they give is far from the way that they live. It's far away from the lives that they live, but you won't see that because it's reality. And most people these days in this society these days want something other than the realness of reality. But many of them do not realize that Jesus has already written the script for the greatest reality show that ever was and ever will be, and he is still the source of that truth. Many of you who know me uh, have heard my testimony. If you've read any of the books that I've written, you've heard or read my testimony. Uh, my wife and I have been married uh, together for 30 years. That's three decades with the same woman and three decades with the same man. We've been blessed to raise two children. They are both married in professional careers. They have their own homes, their own lives, and they were raised in the church. They blessed us with four grandkids and we still, over the span of 30 years, we still have a very strong and loving family. Most and many Sundays, we still attend church together. We still come together around a uh, dinner table and, and talk about our issues and things that are going on in our lives and we don't always get it right uh, don't get it twisted we don't always get it right when we get upset with each other and we do things that most family members do we you know we fall out but we are a family and in spite of all of us having uh, still having extremely busy schedules we still find time to come together as a family marriage is our first ministry and the 30 years of success have proven itself. Our second ministry began somewhere around 1993 and lasted until 2008. Each year from 1993 to 2008, we took someone into our home, whether it was friends or family or even as strangers, uh, not because we had the space to do so, but because it was a ministry to us and we had the compassion uh, to be able to reach out and help others when they were in need. That was our second ministry and it lasted 15 years. Our third ministry has been in the church. 
I'm a pastor, my wife is an evangelist, and we've been well trained and have, have been well educated in two churches over the past 20 years. We've served under two great pastors and we've served in various leadership roles within and throughout the church. We've been on national conventions, we've traveled all over the country, raised our kids in those conventions, and that ministry, our third ministry within the church, has been blessed to be still existing after 20 years. And most anyone who knows us, even in spite of all that we've been through as a family and as individuals, will tell you that we are highly trained, highly gifted, highly skilled, highly anointed, and highly valued and a very, very valuable asset to the body of Christ. I'm blessed to be the author of many books. And I've even written a book, a pretty popular book on relationships. My wife has been blessed to have retired after 20 years in her nonprofit career and now she's working for them on her own as a consultant. And I say all that to say this, that in spite of all the things that we've been through and all the life experiences and varied life experiences and all the successes in various aspects of our ministries, I say all that to say this, my wife and I still do not know anywhere near everything. But we do know and we do honor and we do acknowledge and we do praise and worship the one who does. And that's how we live life. And that's how we advise others to do the same. Because we know it works, because we've lived it for the last 30 years, we know it works and we understand why it works and we advise others to do the same because we know from personal experience that it'll work for you too. So whose advice are you listening to? You know, I, I sometimes I find it, again, particularly interesting when someone who has not had nearly a tenth of the life experience that my wife and I have and the relationship experiences that we've had and the marriage experience that we've had uh, tries to give us relationship advice. I find that particularly interesting. I find it interesting when people who have failed at every relationship they've ever had tries to give us relationship advice. And advice is really simple. Everybody's trying to give it. Uh, but there really is only one source for it. So let me give you some examples. If you're looking to purchase a car, you don't go ask the person who has had every car they've ever had repossessed by the repo man. Or if you're looking to get a mortgage on a house, you don't go ask someone who's never owned a home. Or if you're looking for advice on finding a church home, you don't ask somebody who has never been to church in all their life. Or if you're looking for advice on finding love, you do not go ask somebody who's still looking for it themselves. So whose advice are you listening to? Whose advice are you listening to? People in the society today will try and constantly tell you that they have new answers for old problems, that they have a new way of, of approaching the situation. But let me prove to you that there is nothing new. Open your Bibles to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, uh, verses 9 through 11. I'm reading from the King James Version. And verse 9 says, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, 
and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Verse 10, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 10. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? It hath already been, it had been already of old time, which was before us. Verse 11 reads, there is no remembrance of former things. Neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. That's the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 9 to 11. There is nothing new under the sun. Brothers and sisters, social media is not new. Gossip has existed and will outlive us all. All you see now is an updated version. People are able to connect together on computers and that's just an updated version. Email is not new. The post office has existed and has been delivering mail since the beginning of humanity. It's not new. All you see now is an updated version. The internet is not new. The version that you see right now, which came along in the 1960s and was made available to the public in the 1980s, it's not new. It's always been there. It, it, they took tablets and rocks and gave messages to one another and wrote hieroglyphics on the walls and they've been there since the beginning of time. And microchips, they're not new. See, God created DNA and atoms and cells and all kinds of other structural significance within our bodies long before man was ever created. And certainly long before microchips ever came along. And all you see today is an updated version. See, advice is not new. God's word has existed since he breathed on it and made it become scripture and the word became flesh. Advice is not new. God created it and it has existed longer than we ever have. And it will outlive each and every single one of us. The Bible, which is God's word, has advice for any and every problem we could ever face. Here's a few more examples. See, when kids think that they can stand up against you, the Bible says if you spare the rod, you will spoil the child. And wives, if your husband is out there sniffing around some other woman's door, uh, and if you are, are already beyond uh, forgiveness and restoration, then the Bible says that infidelity can be your exit strategy. And husbands, that goes for you too. If your wife is out there sniffing around some other man's door, uh, and if you are already beyond uh, forgiveness and restoration, uh, the Bible says that infidelity can be your exit strategy. See, the Bible has no shortage of advice, and everything that's in the Bible still applies to our lives today. It applied back then when the, while they were living it. The Bible is a history book. It is a living and breathing example of what that happened back then in situations and circumstances that took place back then, and it still applies to our lives today. In this Bible, you will find advice on blessing and curses. You will find advice on faith and works. You will find advice on prayer and fasting. All of that's in the Bible. You will find advice on birth and life, and you will find advice on death and the resurrection. You'll find advice on heaven and hell, 
You'll find advice on living in the fruit of the spirit. You'll find advice on the spirit versus the flesh. You'll find advice on how to uh, fight your enemies and come up against your fears and face your fears and, and get beyond each and every single thing or every obstacle that could ever be placed in your path. The Bible has answers for them all. Yeah, the Bible has it all. And the difference between the advice that anybody else will give you and the advice that this Bible will give you is that it's living and breathing. It has the ability to go down inside of you and transform things that so, so that what is troubling you inside can be removed and dealt with and you can be delivered from it so it'll show up on your outside. You don't have to face and live with problems that continue to hold you down and constantly set you back. You can get free and delivered from it all. But whose advice are you listening to to do it? And many people will tell you that tablets, you know, those smart devices that we walk around and play with all day long, they will tell you that that's new. It isn't. God created tablets when he wrote the Ten Commandments. So they are not new. Brothers and sisters, when you've reached a point in your life where nothing else matters except God's will and purpose for your life, when you've gotten to the point to where nothing else matters in your life except God's will and purpose in your life, then and only then will you receive from God the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding to open up the mysteries of God that are contained in this Bible for every problem that you could ever face. Then and only then will you be blessed with the ability to, to discern good and evil uh, to understand what it is that you are supposed to be doing in your life at every point of your life. This Bible, God's Word, can teach you how to face every battle that you will ever face. This Bible, which is God's Word, will teach you how to face every battle with boldness, every trial with tenacity, and every step with, with the sincerity and the brevity it needs uh, to represent God and to face your life knowing that you have God with you all the way through it. Then and only then, once you get and delve deep into the Word of God, will you start to hear His advice and then you will start to listen to His advice and then you will start to take His advice. See, God has already given us, through His Son, Jesus the Christ, many concepts and variables, precepts and parables, for any and everything that we could possibly need or ever face, they are all contained in this history book, which is called the Bible. The Bible is a history book. It was written by men, but it never became scripture until it was breathed on by God. And only when you delve deep into it and you start to listen to the advice contained therein, will you be given, will the Bible open up to you and you will be given the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding needed to live this life the way that you need to. And nothing and no one else on this planet can do that for you. So whose advice are you listening to? I'm Pastor Keith, and thanks for watching another episode of Pastor's Passion. May God bless you, and may He keep you today and always in Jesus' name. We're in the month of August, this is August 2015, and in the month of June and in the month of July of this year, uh, I did a 20-mile walk, and I've got another one scheduled this coming week, another 20-mile walk, and I do that for consecration. 
Uh, my first month, uh, the first month I did it, and I'm, I'm used to walking everywhere. Anyone who knows me knows that I walk for miles at a time. But the first month that I did it this year, uh, in the month of June, I did it for healing and consecration, and then the second month I did it for deliverance. And uh, at the end, by the end of the month, my knee, which I had had problems with for the past four or five months after I hit it up against a, a file cabinet, was healed. There is no more swelling, there's no more pain, and it was finally healed. Uh, so even though uh, a 20-mile walk may be difficult for some, let me encourage you to get out there and do something. Start with a mile, start with two, start with three, start with five. Get out there and do something. Take control of your life. Stop listening to the advice of any and everybody and seek God's word for all the answers. Again, I'm Pastor Keith. Thanks for watching another episode of A Pastor's Passion. May God bless you and may he keep you today and always in Jesus' name.